14 podcast folks just when you thought it couldn't get any worse uh backs against the wall chance to win a series and this team folds like a cheap canadian tire no free ads tent jr how are you doing clean shaven what's going on here you look so i get you look so different <laughs> sometimes you got to change things up um yeah, it's just it's been a while since I've been clean shaven. Sometimes you need a reset. The the Jays haven't been doing well, so you know, just just a complete reset. That's a that's what it is after a game like this. It's we've been resetting forever now. It's like when you were playing MLB and your team's losing, so you quit the game so nothing gets saved and you just get put right back into it. That's what that's what I keep doing in my mind with the Toronto Blue Jays. Avery, what's up, man? Uh, nothing tough one again today. Um yeah, just a weekend, man. Uh, had a good good time Saturday. How was the date? I, the listeners are dying to know. Is there, there going to be a second one, or was that already a second one? Um, no, it wasn't wasn't a second one. We talked. She had a good a time. She seemed like she had a great time. I met her. Lovely lady. Very yeah, lovely no, lady. I had a good time as well. She came back. Uh, unfortunately, met my parents when she came back already. Wow. But- that was just like by accident, but you know. Wait, was she at your house and she met your parents? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, you know, you're gonna see the parents when it happens. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> you gave her, you gave her. Oh, warning, no. I was just like, and I was just like, sorry about that. She's like, no, that was, that was fine. I like. You should have told like, your parents to stay in the room. Stay no, so room. we both we both like drove into the driveway same exact time. Oh. Did they, do your parents, like, did your parents, did they know something? Like, did they no. know that was going to happen? No, no, fuck no. So they were just like, oh. <laughs> I was just like, so my thing was, I knew they were playing golf early. So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, we can just like get out. You won't, won't have to see him at all. Did you stay in Toronto? No, I was back at home. I didn't, uh, I drove home. Okay. So I was like, okay, we'll go home, whatever, <laughs> stay here. And then. In the morning, they're gone. So it's like, okay, you never have to see him. It's perfect. And then as soon as we get there, it's just off. All right. Well, this is what's going to happen now, I guess. So, so hey, never too early to meet the runs. Why not? <laughs> no, she, Why not the first date? She's, yeah, she's not someone I was like worried about them meeting. So I was like, okay. Yeah, no, she's awesome. She's a great yeah. girl. I wish you could so. say the same about uh, the girl I was with. But, uh, yeah, Jerry, you're going to just. You're gonna need to stay on this, Jer. We got a lot, yeah. like some extras Holy to talk. Holy shit, man! So wait, so we did... you guys were both with a girl. I don't want to talk about where who what I was with, but yes, we were both with. Uh, we, so we ended up going to dinner. We ended up going to dinner together. Oh, did you? Yeah. And oh my god, that must and then, just all time. <laughs> I won't. I won't release or anything. And then we happened, went our but... separate ways. I'll just say that. We and out. we just had way two separate different nights. Um, yes. yes, we did. But uh, yeah, so you had a great night, Abe. Huh? What time did you get back? Uh, it was like eleven, probably. It wasn't oh, okay. So you weren't out there for that long, I guess. Eh? No, but it was nice to go because we saw you guys went back to uh, Alto's place. Obviously, after the game, is kind of where we congregated and. Seeing those guys again, oh, for the you first... reunited with the Spadina boys. Yeah, for the for the first time since uh, since we had, we still had a lot to talk about. So it was it was nice to see. Were they trying just... to get you to get after it? But you no, because like, they were also drive. going separate ways as well. Yeah, they were going to a concert, and then uh, oh, okay. I was supposed to go to Theo Vaughn, and like I said, uh, night had other plans for me. But uh, yeah, no, it was awesome, <laughs> awesome game, awesome day to go. And uh, yeah, Saturday, guy, Saturday Jeff. was a great day. 
Shout out my guy Jeff, man, for the tickets. He always hooks me up with that. So he just texts me whatever series you want. Like, just let me know what game you want to go to. And the tickets are in my inbox in like five minutes. It's fucking crazy. And then Zach was the guy who got me my tickets. So yeah, just electric stuff. Yeah. We got, I love the, the game 14 nation, man, are always riders. Listen, I always see the, I see the hate we get and stuff like that every once in a while. People are like, how do you take those guys seriously? Fuck you. But uh, <laughs> just electric stuff. And um, it's awesome to see. So let's go into some of the stuff. Uh, I'm just going to present you some facts. Since May, the Toronto Blue Jays are 53 and 50. That's a clear example of kind of what this team is. And I, I'm not trying to be that negative guy. It's a 103 game sample size. So you can at one point or some point pretty much say like, this is what they are. But is this what they are, Avery? Are they just mid? Like that's, that's what that record says. Like if you eliminate that April, they're just a mid base. Like 53 and 50 is very, very mid. That's actually the definition of mid actually. Uh, yet the, I wonder what the Rays record kind of is in that after a certain time because they've done a nice little free fall, I believe, as well. Yeah. 53 and 50 over 103 gear. That's more than half a season. Like it's April kind of, I guess, the outlier. I, mm-hmm. you hate to say it. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of disappointed in it because it seems like today was the day where everyone else felt like super disappointed the team watching them play um obviously it was a fine game going up until like the 11th inning um and then after that it's just a tough ice cream truck just in the background you guys are gonna hear that i can't hear it okay perfect i can't um, hear it but no i'm gonna go get a slushy go ahead yeah nice little uh twist cone would wouldn't be a mm-hmm. horrible thing it's fucking right out here if you guys eat your pain it. away brother that's the only way to do it uh, i'm just away. i'm i don't know how to feel kind of just disappointed at this point yeah it's just uh, is it is it time to say it i i i've started thinking about my plans for the first weekend of october yeah i, I am too uh i'm just starting to think like what do we go from here? But the only thing that's kind of keeping me afloat is how ass the tech, the Texas Rangers are. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are, they suck. They are really bad. I mean, today, three innings, they want three extra innings. They didn't score a run in three extra innings. Like that's the only thing keeping me afloat is that those yeah. three teams are going to start like, like battling against each other and they're going to start beating each other. And it's going to be like kind of eating from within. I don't know if that's the actual word, but the Jays are going to have this easy stretch while Texas and Astros and Mariners are going to start playing each other where it's kind of like, okay, maybe we could sneak in here. But this this isn't a fucking World Series team. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter. You get into the playoffs, whatever. But, like, this offense is just catastrophic, man. Um, there's, too many, there's too many wheels in this thing that need to turn it on. Um, and I don't think they can all do it in the same month. Like expecting six hitters to get hot all at the same time is just asking for the for the world, unless you're the Atlanta Braves, obviously. But asking for like six hitters to go on like Lynn Sanity runs is is wild. You can't like that's just unsustainable. It's unrealistic. And I don't know if if it's gonna happen. I, I mean I'm trying to say it's just like there's an easy part of the schedule, but sooner than later, at some point, like these games are running out. I mean, we're uh, this week it's gonna be September. And we're two and a half games out of a playoff spot. I know a lot of things can change, so that's why I'm kind of staying a little bit more optimistic than most with this. But fuck, this is so bad to watch, especially when you have your backs against the wall, man. Like, today's game was the clear dictation and clear example of what this season was like. They pull you back in. 
you, they're dead. They pull you back in. They're dead. Chance to chance to step on their throat. Chance to chance to put them on the ropes, and you don't do shit. Like the Chapman up bat, second, third, one out, uh, extra innings. You don't that you you your pitcher gets a zero in the tenth. You don't score a run. Um, it just that's the clear like that that's the season in a nutshell, right? Like that's what this has been. Yep, I agree. Jerry, you watched you texted us more about baseball this weekend than you had the entire season combined, I think. <laughs> it's because I got uh easier access to the games now. MLB TV. Yeah. Um so I can watch what's good though is like because the the time difference here is great, right? So at night, I just throw on like the Texas game. Um, but I mean, the Mariners. The difference between like the Mariners are just. I mean, there's just no way we we beat the Mariners. I mean, they're just they're just having fun and making it look easy at this point. Yes, um, well, they, they have a certain the right-handed between, bat that's going nuclear again. Yeah, that's the difference between between uh us and them it's like feels like the mariners are, are making this seem so easy like when's the last time we've actually dog walked a team um i guess saturday like, saturday's like, game yeah like t- today when we're up 5-1 like you know it's gotta be um we gotta just pounce right like uh, but like uh texas is like they have a hard schedule and people are right. Like that four game series at the end of the year is probably going to dictate our season. <laughs> yeah. Against like, that's the team a that we're huge battling. series. That's a huge fucking. Cause it also dictates too. the uh, tiebreaker with them. Right. So oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That's so if the Jays yeah, win that huge. series, they have the tiebreaker uh, against them. So that's mm-hmm. massive. I, uh, I just, I, I I know it's still so far away and we can maybe look back on this and be like, fuck, we were idiots for getting mad about this, but we have every right to be mad, man. Like this product is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's, yeah, it feels like we're pushing this weekend. Ugh. It's just weird. Also just like, it's just such a kick in the dick. Like Davis playing so well, like just why wouldn't John Schneider just play him? I mean, the offense has seen some terrible stretches and he still wouldn't play him. And then he's like, when the reporters have to say, like, is he going to be in the lineup? Just like, I mean, that's pretty much essentially like, yeah, that's pretty much essentially a fuck you. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, he, he, he was fucking outstanding this weekend. He's like this. I mean, some of these games, we probably wouldn't have been like him. We're not a shot. if he wasn't like in the, game. I don't think they win that Saturday game. If he's not there. I mean, he pretty much produced mm-hmm. everything on Saturday himself, uh, as well as today, I guess, technically today, he was pretty much the entire offense, but um, before we go into the Jays talk and breaking down the series game from game, I got to talk about this camera angle that Sportsnet does. <laughs> um, this is the clear definition of just trying to do too much. And our listeners know what I'm talking about, right? Avery, everyone knows that the camera angle I'm talking about. The one behind home plate, down and outside apart, like behind the hitter. No one wants to fucking see this. <laughs> like, no one cares about this camera angle. I could, maybe I'm in the minority, but this camera angle is so dumb. You just see the hitter's ass and their shoes and the catcher and the umpire. You don't see shit. And they did it again today on like a pass ball. It was Avery. And no, we're like, it was, it was a strikeout in a huge spot where I think it was Will Brennan at the plate and Romano was on the mound. Yeah. And they, and he swung and missed over a slider. I mean, you and I both watching same time didn't know. What the fuck happened on the play? It was 
I thought it was an okay angle for the David Schneider home run, but like that's a replay angle. Do not show me that in <laughs> yeah. a big spot ever, please. Yeah. Like they it's do when... it in the NHL too. You, you know that angle in power play? They like go behind the net, and it's like the worst fucking view ever. I just it's it's it. like you're just doing too much. I I don't get the point of it. Like I don't get the point of doing this camera angle that no one asked for when you have it so like the center field angle is just perfect just leave it there Mm -hmm. and then show the replay at this angle why why do you have to do it live action there i think the davis shatter home run was actually cool from that angle i'll say it was but that's a cool replay angle but that the chance of that happening if someone hitting a bomb on the one pitch you do it every 15 batters in a game yeah uh, was the only they just got lucky and now they're just trying to get after it again i when they did it today, I lost my mind. I hated every second of it. Um, so I'm out on that camera angle. As not a camera guy, just show me, just show me the game, please. Especially in a big spot. Yeah, terrible. But uh, another guy we got to talk about before we go into the series again is the guy that continues to keep stealing the show is Santiago Espinal. Where are we at here with this guy, man? Um, our guy Nene takes posted a stat. And on contending teams, listen, I'm not gonna, I don't, I'm not gonna read the stocks. I don't know what it is. I just like way too long to read. It's a fucking Bible verse. But he is the third worst player on contending teams in baseball. It goes Rowdy Telez, Casey Schmidt, and uh Espinal. I think it's a war stat. I think it might be war. Um, but what do we do with this guy? Because clearly, and I know maybe maybe Bobachette might be injured for the next week or so. I don't know what's going on with Bobachette, but Espinal just does nothing right. He literally does nothing right. He's like the worst player on this team by a substantial margin. And I know it's not really the same position, but he takes the bat out of David Schneider's hands, right? Yeah, if David Schneider could play shortstop, Espinel probably wouldn't have a spot on this team. Because ever since DeYoung was gone, um, there's who else can play shortstop on this team? Like, you, you don't want to watch Biggio play shortstop. Ernie case, Clement? Yeah. I guess Ernie that. Clement is better than Espinal. That's not even a hot take. He's better than Espinal. I mean, hey, look at his numbers this year. You, you can't can't disagree with that. Look at his numbers in the big leagues. A uh, eight hundred hitter or something stupid like that. <laughs> yeah, he's buzzing. He's um, buzzing. Yeah, I think just the position is the the only reason he's still here, and him being Bobuchet's roommate, right? Yeah, like best bud. It's tough uh, to take away a guy you haven't paid yet. He's like. Okay, maybe you go into contract talks. Like, yeah, whatever. You just gassed my best friend, the guy I live with. Um, I know it's a business, and you eventually he'll learn to deal with that, and it will happen. Uh, but I think people might start passing him by as of next spring training. I have a crazy stat that just actually came across my Twitter timeline. This is wild. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has 20 home runs this year. He is the first Blue Jays player to reach 20 home runs this season. But the Toronto Blue Jays having eight players with 10-plus home runs is the second most in the American League. Is that crazy? Who has the most? I don't know. I just saw that the Jays are the second most. It's probably the fucking, like, Rangers, I'm assuming, maybe, right? Rangers had a lot of home runs. That's probably where I'd go. If yeah, I, yes. but it's just like, that's just, this. They're, every single stat points to the Jays being good offensively, but they're not. Like, they're it's, just not with our scoring position. Yeah, the only stat, runners in scoring position. That matters, right? That matters. Well, you can hit home runs. You can hit two-run bombs forever and win baseball games. Uh, 
as long as the runners on first base and that not count towards runners in scoring position. <laughs> yeah. But if they don't lead the league in home runs, that's for sure. And yeah, such an odd season. Like, cause I'm in the spot where I don't think this team was constructed poorly. I Me neither. Actually, I don't. There's not, I think this is a well-constructed roster and like hats off. Good job on constructing. And it's just the best guys. I don't, I don't like to say it all the time, man. Like people get unlucky. It's fucking baseball. You can get unlucky for a full season. It's just unfortunately how the things go. And the Blue Jays are in a in a drought where they're going to be lu- unlucky this whole entire season, and that just translate at the end of the day to them being bad when it matters. So they're very bad when they matter. Very bad. I mean, the numbers are there for you, right in front of your do face. Do I want to? Do I think this team can have a better record if we run back the season from the start? Yes, hundred percent. Do I want to run back the same roster next year? Probably not. Uh, okay, let's let's do a list. Who are well, we four guys? Did we kind of did four... it last time, right? I know, but who are five guys though you don't want to watch? Like you're you're just you're done with watching on this team. I think Matt Chapman has to be one. Chapman love defensive side. It's just the at bats have gotten tough to watch. We won't even say a top five. I think we could just say a ten. Like he's the consensus. I mean, a guy that has so much potential, so much promise. Not able he was to actually hit. the best hitter in the world in a month this year, and now he hits seven on a team that can't score runs, which is he hits behind Kevin Biggio pretty much <laughs> sometimes. He, like this, he hits behind David Schneider, who doesn't fucking play <laughs> weeks on end. That's where the Matt Chapman experience or the Matt Crapman is, uh, YJs and all the burners call him. Uh, it's bad. I mean, dude, it's just I've never seen something like this where a guy miss his playbook is you throw him middle middle and he can't hit it. This is the only is this the only guy in baseball like this? It's crazy. Like today or like this entire weekend. It was just like there's someone tweeted a pitch sequence on Matt Chapman. I think it might have been today. Four pitches in the middle of the zone, all strikes. Fouled fouled off strikes or missed or whiffed strikes. It's crazy. Would you rather take Matt Chapman hitting 250, whatever he does, or a three true outcome player in Schwarber, Gallo, Muncie. Like a guy who hits 190 but launches nukes. I think I'm taking and, Schwarber. But all those over guys them. have good walk rates. I don't, I don't think Chapman has a good walk rate. So. Yeah, I, but that's what I'm saying. I think mm-hmm. I'm taking like a Kyle Schwarber esque guy over Matt Chapman. Is that like I, I, I might Schwarber. get, I might get roasted for that. But no, this no, no. Like, like those guys are valuable. There's a reason that they still are in the lineup all the time. It's just they they probably don't get as many hits like when you need them and they come up often in situations with runners on and you're hitting 185, you're not getting a lot of hits all the time. Yeah. Uh, so I think those are like frustrating players to watch again because you know they're so talented. So I don't think we can loop Matt Chapman into the three true outcome players like that. But yeah, I think it's... What about you, Jer? Would you rather watch Chapman or those... uh home run strikeout walk guys i would i think we just need like those the home run guys like our defense is good like very good good. like chapman is like at this point he's just like i mean he's so bad (laughs) even just like consistently like just being a a good hitter you know um and it's nothing against his defense, but his defense obviously hasn't as he's probably having one of his more down years. I'd say, I don't know if the analytics are saying that that's just from a bird's eye view. Um, 
But I mean, I just the Jays just need some like an extra big boy, especially since Vlad like isn't really like you're looking across the the field today. Like Jose Ramirez is like, I mean, he's phenomenal. Like he puts yeah. that team on his back. Like uh, and if only he was out, even his out, oh he's God. just barreling the ball. Like it's crazy. Like he's just like every at bat that guy's competing. It's like. Like I would, you could say Bo is like there, but like Bo is also has terrible stretches where like, he's not even touching the ball. But I mean, looking at like Jose Ramirez, it's like, fuck, like imagine if Vlad like played like that. Like, I mean, just consistently barrels balls. Um, Like, yeah, we need, we need, we need people that can put when they put bat on ball, they fucking crush the ball. Like, let's look at Matt Chapman splits here. 372 in April. 202 in May, 200 in June, 247 in July, 197 in August, hitting 221 since the All-Star break. I mean, this is a this isn't just a bad stretch. This is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Like this is a guy that was people were bringing up MVP in April. There was MVP discussions about this fucking guy. He was on the charts tweeted by uh Major League Baseball like MVP fucking race obviously oh there's like the best hitters in the in the league now he's like literally he's a guy that has a war he's putting up kevin newman number i saw this tweet today like he has the same war or he has the same batting average or batting stats as kevin newman since <laughs> may like it's terrible so i don't know i just i, I it sucks to say because he's so good defensively but i'm fine with never having to see him play for the jays again after this year man uh sorry bat boy but, but i think uh, it, it like obviously he has a lot of um, a lot of value defensively, and he can mm-hmm. hit. I think it helps with the te- his team ERA, or he helps the team ERA below making some of those plays. Um, but like, yeah, I think when let's we bring Javik Valera defense, back and play yeah. third base. Let's no, let's, <laughs> yeah. well, let's well, we see, were, well, let's remember when we got Chapman. He was like our defense was like terrible when we got Chapman. It was kind of like he was going to be the anchor, uh, and then now it's almost like okay, let's start getting people that can hit into the <laughs> <laughs> our our lineup which i wouldn't think enough freaking i would never think that we would be in a situation like this that yeah it's like we need more people that can hit for a lineup and not about defense yeah so he started making he started making some what was it saturday he booted a ball friday yeah. he might have booted one where it just like seems to be spiraling kind of when he's pushing control. that's what happens when your team when you're yeah. struggling you're, you start pushing right like that's it sucks, but that's usually what happens. But let's go into that Friday game, man. I mean, our guy Seabass is struggling a little bit here, man. He's giving up the long ball. Um, Avery, I don't know if you could pull up some stats or what his baseball savant is saying or stuff like that. But what's going on with our guy Seabass? Like, are they just hit? Are they spitting on pitches or like how? Why is he giving up the long ball so much here, man? I mean, he gave up two home runs uh on on Friday, uh. Two home runs Friday. He's given up a home run in six straight games. Uh, not great. Where, no. where are we at with this? I mean, the walks a little bit up now, too. Like, Yeah, the peripherals are, don't look great. He's still, like, giving up. Not that hard contact, but tough time getting people to chase on some stuff right now. Walk His walk rate is in a fine spot, but I kind of want to see where his home runs per nine has been kind of his whole career. Because again, I didn't. We've never really watched too much Chris Bassett. Um, yeah, I wasn't an I wasn't a athletics fan 
um no. when he was there so i never really got to see that much of him but okay let's go uh so besides 2016 he is running the highest home run uh to fly ball percentage ratio whatever you want to call it so of fly balls he's given up 14 percent of them are going for home runs that's the worst he's ever had left on base percentage uh pretty low for him as well compared to last year Again, home runs per nine, 1.43 home runs per nine. The only time oh. he's had that worse, 2016. Yeah, it might, I know the dimensions of the ballpark might play a little bit of a factor into that as well, where he's playing well, it, it now. It seems to matter for every other team but us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they come in here and it's like, okay, dinker into the bullpen, dinker into the bullpen. Yeah, that's takes, a good point. It takes us 100 innings to hit a fucking fly ball into a bullpen. But uh, it just, yeah, it's. I mean, at the end of the day, man, it's like, your pitcher could go nine innings, three runs, and you still lose that game on Friday, man. And you score two runs off of uh, Bibby, Tanner Bibby or Bybee. Uh, Bybee. Um, it just, it's like, I don't know, man. That's just, you could chalk that up to Seabass. The bullpen came in, only gave you one run in four innings, did what they had to do. But fuck, man, two runs off of a rookie pitcher again. It's like that's the kryptonite of this team. It's like you throw game one of the playoffs, they make it, just throw a rookie in there. Yeah. Major League debut. Um, who was that Mariners pitcher? Hancock. Easton. No, Emerson, not Hancock. Emerson Hancock. It was like some Easton guy threw against the Jays and kind and of he had no hitter going into the six. Yeah. It's like who the f- like some non prospect, I'm pretty sure, just shove yeah. it down the so if you yeah, if you want to beat the Blue Jays, but you're like fifteenth ranked right-hand pitching prospect in the game that will they will strike out 12 times yeah and it was a good arm like let's he's not like he's got great numbers too gavin williams better pure stuff but bobby's also really good yeah he's a great guy i mean this it just seems like every single team just has an unreal unreal pitching prospects coming out of their fucking ass from everywhere uh besides the blue jays but i will say this though uh the bright spot from that game on Friday, man, Bowden Francis is he's legit. He's here. I mean, this is a guy, 193 ERA, 0.79 whip. He came in the game in the ninth, punched out the side. This is a good pitcher. This is a guy that's moving up my depth chart of guys that I could trust. Uh, he's probably moved ahead of Jay Jackson. No respect to Jay Jackson, who was really good for a while there. Yeah, but- I, Jay, I was thinking about the Jay Jackson thing that I will go back to Bowden as well. That he's going through some real tough shit. Like that's he's just going through a tough time with life off the field. Kind of yeah. sucks. It was it was really good for him when things were going well on the field. So yeah, but when it I goes hope, bad, it's like it's going real bad. Yeah, I hope you know? the two things don't start to mix for him too bad. So think it th- definitely think about Jay Jackson all and all they have to go through. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, yeah, Bowden Francis is incredible, Dave. I mean, I don't know what his advantage if he's really good at like advanced analytics wise, but. This he's is a guy, a dog, man. What? He's just a dog at this point. He really is. And I I kind of like him more than Jordan Hicks, man. This Jordan Hicks guy is like, fuck. He gave up a nuke to Jimenez on Friday. His ERA is up to 383 with a 141 whip with Jordan Hicks. Like, I hate to say this, but I'm kind of fine. Are you fine with Jordan Hicks playing for the Blue Jays next year, Avery? Like, where are you at with them? I mean, he is like. If the money's right, maybe, but it's like this guy is such a goddamn roller coaster up there. I, I don't know what I'm gonna get. That's ever. exact and is exactly what the Cardinals fans said too, right? Yeah. Our guy Landon said, Yeah, I love him. Ta- he's ta- super talented, but you never know what you get with him. Bowden Francis, 92nd percentile fastball spin. Really? 
So it's definitely uh, helping him be successful. But he's like an expected ERA of 404 compared to his uh, 193. But Bowden has been, I mean, whenever we've kind of, kind of leaned on him he's been he's been good as well i was almost thinking at that point where he was up from noah that he could have been stretched out like as a, be a starter, starter he'd been that good yeah i wouldn't so, have hated that i don't i almost don't think the worst thing for him is trying to be a starter again it might hurt him next year but at some point injuries will happen to your starting rotation i think he can be he can be an okay starter yeah, let's go into the Saturday game, though, man. I mean, that was the bright spot of the series. Eight runs. Uh, Hinjin Ryu is uh, – he, like, what more could you say about this guy? I mean, this guy is insane. He shoves Avery. Ryu shoves. He is, like, he is a bad, bad man. And right when the Jays need him – and I'll say this. The Jays' defense fucked him over. Oh, yeah, uh, that was bullshit. That was fucking bullshit. Chapman at third, Espinal at short, back to back errors. When he getting he's, he gets ground balls to get you out of the inning, and you and you bought and you botched two fucking baseballs. It was terrible. But Ryu worked his way around it. Obviously, five innings, two earned runs, five strikeouts, no walks. And watching it, I guess you were behind the plate. So you got to see it more. I was a little more to the right. He just like he's just pitches. Like he just he just navigates a strike zone and uses what he's good at to get guys out. He's not going to overpower you. It's kind of like Mark Burley-esque where it's like, it's exactly that. It's just like, he just navigates the zone and, and you, the hitter knows what's going to come. It's a, it's a little mix and they just are late on it or early on it, or have no clue. They don't even swing at it. It, It's awesome. He is. He's absolutely incredible. Rio 225 uh, ERA. It's old school baseball. (laughs) Unfortunately for some people, and that's why stat nerds, Twitter guys are going to be like, okay, he doesn't stand a chance throwing whatever. You got to forget, like, baseball is a game of hitting the ball that's presented to you right in front of you. And Ryu can get people out, and he always has. I yeah, I don't know who else I'd be happier for than him again. It's just he goes out there. You think, oh, this could be the one where maybe it blows up on him. But I just I don't think he's. He hides his pitches really well, of course, because people have the worst swings of all time. He throws that breaking ball that's 50 miles an hour. People just swing over the top of it. And she's like, how is this guy doing? He's throwing like 84 mile an hour fastballs at some points yesterday. And yeah. he shoved it down their throats like he's done time and time again. So it, I very much enjoy watching Ryu pitch. It is so different than what we see with all of our other guys. It maybe it's a little... Chris Bassett-esque with all the pitches, but Bassett's 94, Ryu's 89. You get to it. Yeah, it's awesome. But it was a David Schneider show again, man. Um, It makes me angry seeing a guy, especially, especially what has to get noticed is, is the fact that this guy doesn't play for a week and he still competes in the batter's box with no in-game rep for a week. He's cold for a week. He's on ice for a week. And he comes in, first stop out of the game, and just fucking launches to get the Jays the lead. Absolutely insane what this guy is able to do. I I I, I can't even really say much more. It's just it, it's a run that I've never seen someone go on before. It's insane. It's awesome. And like 
I'm just happy it's happening to a guy who you least expected it to happen to, a 28th rounder who continues to just be a spark plug for this offense. You saw it today as well, obviously. And a guy that just, when you need something to happen, he's stepping up instead of the big dogs. It's wild. It's wild. And it's, he's, he's hitting elevated fastballs now. Yeah, you, ne- you need to run this guy until he doesn't go anymore. Like his little Linsanity run, um, hopefully it's sustainable. He's the fucking best guy ever. But like it does no good with him on the bench. Like let's run him until teams figure him out. Um, they thought they figured him out. High fastballs, maybe the higher velo guys still will have his number with the fastballs at the top of the zone. But he's the only one who goes out there and just fucking smacks dingers. <laughs> like I would love to give you all the advanced analytics. He goes out there and he fucking balls. Uh, and uh, it, it, <laughs> it's yeah. the old school Vladdy man. He gets up there. It's like, okay, maybe some bad things will happen, but I guarantee he's going to fucking put a good at bat on this and he's going to get an extra base hit. What do you have? Two extra base hits again today. Big spot. Um, maybe some things would have been different in the game uh, based on who was in substitution wise. Yeah. He had to come out, which I think late in the game, Jano double, you take him out. I know we're not talking about the game. Sorry, but I just can't stop thinking about that. Some of the changes we made. David Shatter, fucking run him. Put him out there every single day. I want him playing, and I said this. I will storm Rogers headquarters like it's the Capitol building if this motherfucker is not playing every single day for this team. And the thing is, it's when he's like struggling like he was for what, like two games it was? He was like one for 15 or whatever. He's still stringing together good at-bats. Like he's still getting the three twos, three one. Stuff like that. It's not like an Espinal at bat or a Chapman at bat where it's like 0-2 count immediate strike three. It's it. Like he battles. Like do- it, like Doc. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a Paul DeYoung at bat. Yeah, it wasn't a Paul DeYoung at bat. It just yeah. It, it just what this guy's able to do, and he's like this offense spiraled after that man. I mean, they score eight fucking runs. Um, off. I think Logan Allen's not even that bad either. I think he's a good pitcher. I oh, like definitely. Logan Allen. Um. Sure. Yeah, so it's just like it's crazy. I mean, it just they tried to blow that game, though. I will say that. Uh really hard. They really, really tried to blow that game. It was never easy. I mean, they were up five to one, then it goes five to three, and then the Jays finally got away with uh three runs in the seventh, thanks to Babe Schneider again. Uh, but we talked about his last podcast, man, and this is another guy that's been really heating up for the Toronto Blue Jays. Is this Dalton Varsho character, folks? <laughs> this motherfucker, he is raking. It's some. It's my. It's a little late, but he's fucking raking. It's I like mean, it's like Bo saving his numbers from last season, just in the last month. Yeah, it is. He's in two eighty in his last fifteen. Um, that's all you can ask for with uh, Dalton Varsho because he's so good defensively. And you actually said this to me at the game on Saturday, Avery. Watching him live track pop pop flies or like line drives is like watching a dolphin jump out of the wall. It is absurd what this guy is, how good he is defensively. He gets to baseball so fucking fast. It's insane. He made he made a play maybe Friday night on a ball that was hit in on the barrel. So it looked like it was right at him. Dalton Varsha just broke in right away. He knew where it was, made a running play. He's like, Lourdes doesn't make that play at all. I know it's been years fucking year since he's been gone but of course he doesn't make that play there was a jose ramirez big spot maybe second uh mm-hmm. run around second base two outs i believe and ryu was pitching and there was a jose ramirez liner into center field ball was hit on a fucking rope dalton varsho sn- crack of the bat 
he's there. Might have been a sliding catch, or he just ran in and made a sick play. Like incredible defensively. Gold glove. I don't know where they're gonna give it to him, but based on his value in the outfield, he should just win like best outfielder award almost. Like would he win yeah. the left fielder, maybe? Would well, he win Kwan's like Kwan's really good in left field, right? And then Kiermaier's yeah. really good in center because Dalton Varsho hasn't accumulated enough defensive runs saved at either to be better than them. But so com- you think it's Kiermaier's but, gonna win the gold glove? But combined for where he plays, he has more defensive runs saved than those guys. Okay. So you think Kevin Kiermaier is gonna it's like uh not a shoe in, but he's probably gonna win the gold glove? He's the center field guy, and then I believe Quan is the left field guy as of right now. But Varsho has more defensive run saved than both of them. It's just combined because of yeah, uh, him playing he's so, left. Yeah, he plays everywhere. Okay, that center. makes sense. But yeah, he's been a guy that's been heating up. That Saturday game, I mean, Eric Swanson comes in, gets oh, hurt. Man. Fuck. Uh, that's just a product of being overworked, though, man. Uh his back hurt from, you can argue, from carrying the, the team and the bullpen, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, right when I saw him point to his back after he threw that pitch, I was like, this this can't be fucking good. And they immediately put him on the 15-day IL. So, Chad Green, where are you at, brother? Chad Green, welcome to Toronto. Chad Green threw back-to-back appearances, I think, today and yesterday and went scoreless, scoreless. He's still, like I, I keep repeating on this podcast, he still has yet to give up a run in spring training or not spring training Holy in his rehab God. appearances. I cannot fucking wait to see this dude pitch yeah. like throwing this dude in that bullpen. And I think I hate to say it, but obviously Bowden France is probably gonna be the odd man out now. Well, no, no they roster call up September call up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's going to rock. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Eric Swanson gets injured. Tim Mesa comes in, looks great yesterday. And the silver Fox is back two innings scoreless, no hits, two strikeouts did what he had to do in a blowout game. So shout out to Silver Fox and uh Bobachette two for five. It was it was a fun game to watch. It was a fun game to be a, an attendance for. It was an, and it was a fun game to watch. Thank fucking God. Uh we got to see that. But uh anything else to say from that game, Avery? I mean, it was just yeah. No, was, I that was like one of the more enjoyable games I'd been to, I think, this year. Yeah. Got I got my joy back territory. And then we FaceTime Schneider after the game. That was awesome. Uh I called him and then he called me back because he was on the phone with his family. He's the best. Uh I was like, what happened to the walk-up song we talked about? He's like, no, I got to stick with the Blades of Glory one. I was like, yeah, you got to start humping the air. Uh, But he's just like, what I like about Schneider is uh, he texted our, I have a group chat with him and my buddy Dom, and uh, he texted us and he's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, even he can't believe what he's doing. Like, he was like, he just texted us like, what the fuck is happening right now? It's insane. Like, you put in the work over the years and like, (laughs) <laughs> good luck could come your way like this doesn't it's just, happen it's awesome this it's doesn't like, happen to bad players yeah right yeah so the fact got, that yeah he's got a great approach to play he gets up he tries to get up and counts right like you said like even his bad abs he's he's getting deep into counts like he looks like he belongs in the majors it's like, awesome it's, just, I fucking it's gonna love be great these september call-ups I hope they put pressure on like Chapman and stuff like that. Like, you know, and Snyder's going to have to make the call of maybe Chapman doesn't play every day. I mean, if he can't fucking hit and when you need to hit, like (laughs) when we need to hit, I mean, how a third baseman at the end of the day, like his run save at the end of the year is what like a great third baseman maybe saves 
double digit runs like that really at the end stretch here just make the fucking plays and let's get just, some people back yeah just like just fucking hit like honestly i don't care i would rather a guy that could rake at third base that's okay defensively like a, i mm-hmm. guess you could say like a david schneider is kind of like that over a guy that's just good defensively like i don't fucking care mm-hmm. i i this team is already so good defensively where it doesn't need to be extra, extra good yeah. like that when you can sacrifice that for hitting. So, yeah. yeah. Or else we got to play like Cleveland, like at the end of the day. And like you see what how they play. I mean, they Miles Straw bunted like five times this weekend or <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like that. Miles Straw's ass, bro. He's so <laughs> fucking I'm terrible. so angry, Cole Calhoun. <laughs> oh, my God. Cole Calhoun's just the best hitter in baseball. He's hitting 288. Yeah, I know. I hate him. Because I don't know he's... how, though. Like, why can't the Jays just get a guy on waivers that are just – I mean, they won't play him, so it's kind of hard to do that, yeah. I guess. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I mean, let's go into today's game, man. Uh, Kikuchi didn't have his best stuff, but still gave the team a chance to win. Six innings, Fuck four that stupid-ass idiot umpire. Yeah, that uh, that umpire was really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, he was bad today. What what other jobs on the planet can you be as bad as MLB umpires and get away with it? Like, I guess weatherman? I guess yes. like you could just be wrong all the time, like mm. weatherman. Where are we at the with Robo Umps on this podcast? I like the challenge system. I I still want the element of an umpire there, where like a human element. But I do it, like the fact where even if it's like a crucial part of the game, where you can do like, um, where the the hitter can tap his helmet and be like, "I want that strike call challenge," and just bang, it just immediately right on the board, like they kind of yeah. do with VAR and soccer. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not out. I'm out on robot umps. I want normal umps where you could challenge the dog shit calls that they fucking make where it's like, okay, this is a crucial part of the game here. Like the Felix Batista one from a couple of weeks ago that I was complaining about on Twitter. Um, yeah, I think that's the best way or just eliminate the union aspect of it. Just fucking <laughs> one guy up, one guy down. You start sending these dog shit umpires down to the a ball if they suck. Cause there's no union. I think, the unions are the worst thing to happen to MLB baseball. That's the worst thing. So are it's, you anti-union in general? No. I don't know. I, I've never worked for a union in uh, an actual company, so I can't speak on behalf of it. But I know it's hard to get fired if you work in a union, so I could be a, mm-hmm. I could be for a union in that aspect, maybe. I could be wrong, though. Um, a little stat from Ben Ennis came up on my feed right now. Okay, let's hear it. Starting from when the Mariners took two of three from the Jays in the middle of July, Seattle is 26-8. and eight. The Jays What? Are- the Jays are 17 and 17. 26 and 8? They've been killing it. Oh, my God. Imagine the Jays going on a run like that. I Dude, would be I, the happiest human I think ever. See, I think Seattle at one point, they were like six games out of it. Like They were seven and a half out of the, yeah, the playoffs, out, out of the division. Now they're leading the division by a game. Wow. That's just Oh, and another, another fuck you stat from Codify here. Runs per game needed for the rest of the year to match last year's run per game for teams trial needs to score 6.1 runs per game to match their output from last year the rest oh my god that's for sure all right (laughs) that's not it's not fucking great let's go to today's game man one of the worst games i've watched in a long time in terms of us not getting the good result Mm -hmm. so if the jays would have won that game i would have said fuck that game rocked like that was just a back and forth a little matinee on uh, Sunday. The Jays used 100 pitchers today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Holy shit. Or seven pitchers, sorry. Um, it's just, you take the lead. Vladdy, by the way, 
how awesome did it see to, to see him pull a baseball like yep. that again? Yep. Yeah. He. I mean, but that that couldn't have been more middle middle. It was the worst pitch of all time. <laughs> Eighty seven by Noah Syndergaard, middle middle. How many times have you seen that popped up to right field though this year? A lot. That's a lot. That's a good it, point. I mean, it happens in baseball, but seeing him do damage on that is fucking great. It's awesome. But yeah, so the Jays get up a two nothing lead, then they give four back immediately in the third and fourth. Uh. Kikuchi obviously struggled a little bit, but the umpire was squeezing him a lot. A lot of these that I mean that Jose Ramirez home run should have never happened, but you got to work around it at some point. You got to work around the managers. I mean the the human element of the umpires, but whatever, that's fine. And then George Springer gets this back on the board, man. I mean George Springer's really heating up, dude. I think it's I think he's hitting over three hundred. I want to say in his last thirty games, um, he looks awesome, dude. He's he's really figured out. You could tell when he's struggling, he was he. A little bit injured. His middle name's Chelston, by the way. What the fuck? Really? Yeah, his middle name's Chelston. He's hitting 281 his last 15, sorry, 226 his last 30. Um, but there's been a little stretch in between that. He's really figured it out. But George Chelston Springer. Yeah, I, I I can't get behind that. What the fuck's that? What's Chelston? We need to get the background story on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, George Springer and David Schneider put the team on their back. This team grabs another lead again. And you know what they say? They say, fuck it. Let me get this shit back. We lost uh, to a guy who got DFA'd today. Yeah. <laughs> that's... That's just, that was mean. That was mean by the Guardians, Dave. Yeah. But usually when you get DFA'd day of, you got fucking waxed. But nope. <laughs> he got nope. shot. Maybe the Jays take a flyer on him. <laughs> fuck it. Bring him home. Please, no, man. <laughs> Bring back Josh Tolley in RA. Bring back Josh Tolley in RA. Um, so many missed opportunities today. So many, so many mistakes, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then Bichette and Chapman getting hurt depleted the bench. Like as soon as Danny Jansen hits a double in the top of the ninth, get get him out of there. Like Kirk is coming in that game to catch the next inning. Yes, and like Biggio is up next. Or sorry. Obviously, people aren't hurt. Like yeah. him or Espinal are are base running in that point. Or if Kiermaier's not in the game, he's the one base running at that point. Um, where you had taken David Schneider out after hitting a double the inning before as well. So for me, it's because of the injuries, it didn't set up John Schneider to be able to make necessary good moves. And Jano getting thrown out twice at third in the last week, right? Hasn't been great. But I think it's if Kevin Biggio bunts that ball to third base. Which is what he should have did. There's no one there. They're not running a wheel play. Um, I didn't think they were. No, they uh, weren't. No. So no. he was going to beat them to third. You just you got to bunt the ball to third base there. Like, don't let the pitcher get that ball. Bunt it to third base. And you bunt it to first base and Cole Calhoun makes a play on yeah you. that was the worst fucking bunt ever because he hit <laughs> like he literally like hit a grounder that went perfectly for a left side defense like if he's gonna bunt it to the right at least put it down the line so then he has to backstab it but yeah. i mean that could not have been more like calhoun was coming in like a fucking wild boar i would have loved <laughs> to see it would never have happened like a little fake bunt slash at cole calhoun but i'll say this right out of his head I- i'm not happy <laughs> with the decision to bunt for Santiago Espinal, though, like, yeah, that was at weird. the end of the day, you're bunting to move a guy to third for the worst hitter on the fucking team. Like, what <laughs> difference is that going to like? Yeah, you just hope he, he makes like, why play. not at least even maybe just let Biggio swing away a guy that's looked decent at the plate the last like two weeks. Like, 
he's going to give you a better chance to score the runner from second than fucking Espinal. hundred uh, percent guaranteed. Yeah. But if he moves in the third, you just need a sack fly. And That's they're probably thinking like That's... at the end of the day, we're going to be, cause um, Bo was take, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Espinal was, was hidden for Bo. Right. Um, yeah. Who was hidden two today? Who would have been up with two outs then? Uh, Belt. Belt. Yeah. Belt would have been out, which. Um, he's been struggling in runner scoring position. You know, he's been he struggling walks in that situation. Yeah. He yeah. probably. Walks oh yeah. There. They probably put him on and then. I guess Vlad would have been up. But, but let me just go back to this. The Jays laid down, made a guy lay down a bunt for a guy that is hitting 212 with runners in scoring position this year. That's who you that's who you had lay down a bunt for. You you had him lay down a bunt to put that guy in that position. And I know obviously Calvin Biggio is not fucking Barry Bonds for Christ's sakes, but he gives you a better chance, man, in my opinion. I mean, Calvin Biggio is hitting 204 for our score position, so they're ch- it's shit versus crap, I guess, or ass versus <laughs> – it's terrible versus terrible. But, like, I don't know, man. It's just I don't feel comfortable laying down a bunt for Espinal, dude. Like, if Boba Shett was still in the game, obviously that makes a lot more sense. Not, like, duh. But Santiago Espinal, you might as well just let Biggio swing away, bro. Honestly. I, I don't know. It's just – it was a weird managed game all around. Like, the – the pinch running for Davis Schneider when a game is going to potentially go to extra innings, that was really fucking dumb. Um, a lot of things. But at the end of the day, you can't blame the manager, man. You oh, the blame Espinel the... 3-0 swing, too. What inning was that in? That was the inning where he, where he uh, I think he struck out with the runner on third. Or the runner on second. Or, with, yeah. sorry, with Biggio at first. Sorry, it was Biggio first. No, wait, that might have been extras. Might have been the ninth. I think, I think it was. No, that was the ninth. Yes. So there's runner on first because uh, Danny Jansen double, Biggio dog shit bunt, and then Espinal strikes out. Or was it a double play? Or double play. Sorry. You're right. Because I remember you saying that. It was a 3 0 count. This dumb idiot swings 3 0, grounds out to third with a 3 2 count. And then we're like, all right, that's it. That's where we draw. Like, that's, that's game right there. Yeah. But. It was just that game. I mean, the bullpen was so fucking good besides Jay Jackson, obviously. But Jimmy Garcia gives you a massive, massive zero in the top of the 10th. You have the top of the order hitting for you in extras, and you don't score runs. It was like, what the f- Like, what are we doing? It's I don't know, man. It's this, It seems like this team just has no sense of urgency. And maybe they do. Maybe we just don't see it, obviously. Maybe it's just like they have different ways of showing it just like love and affection for some people, but (laughs) (laughs) it just, I don't know, dude. It's just like, fuck you have the top of the order up on with a runner on second. It would no outs and you don't score any runs. It's terrible. It's Mm -hmm. a terrible brand of baseball. I don't know how they do it. It's just creating new ways to lose, but you got to tip your cap for, they want to make us miserable. Maybe they're preparing us. I'm starting to get nervous for this stretch that we have coming up here. I mean, the nationals are kind of good (laughs) and the A's are scoring runs somehow. It's going to be, I mean, you got to think like the guys are going to be pushing pretty hard in this series, which makes me nervous. The Nats are playing great baseball. They really are. I think that they, honestly, if someone told me they have a better record than the Jays since May, I would kind of believe you. Uh, Josiah, I, I guess we can go on the season. I, anyways, well, I guess to recap the series from this weekend, fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> chance to step on a team's throat. Malt, you could have won, honestly. I mean, should have won the series. Should have on it. You could make an argument they should have won Friday's game as well. If they don't, if they're just if they hit, 
Uh, your starting pitcher gives you three runs, four runs, kind of struggles a little bit. You had a chance to get back into it. You just don't do that. No urgency at the plate. It just it, 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 we the, the, they could say urgency this, urgency that. We got to keep doing things, all type of stuff. It's September, man. It, it, it's it's nut cutting time. This is when you're supposed to figure shit out, and they're just not doing it, man. It's like I know they're going to somehow pull me in this week when they're going to sweep the Nationals or some shit, and then just all of a sudden pull us back in because they face the cat shit. Oakland A's or the Rockies right after that. So at Coors, surely they score runs at Coors next week. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a terrible series. Terrible series. Let's go into uh, listener questions. If we Best have any. like just take someone on a date at the Rogers Center if they like baseball or don't. I I think it has to be Corona Lounge because you can yeah, kind of get a little bit of both. Corona Lounge. Get a little bit of both. You get, you get, you get the game. <laughs> you get the game uh, and you get to kind of like just walk around in like a a bar-like setting where you can kind of hear live music while watching the game. The only shitty thing about that is, is you have to get there early as fuck if you want to get on that railing. Yeah, no, I think it's actually, it's the bottom level, that bar. The one with the, you can't even hear the game. Oh, the catch. Yeah, the The catch. catch. That See, that music is so loud. And by the way, at some point today, you could hear on the TV um, the Corona rooftop music because the stadium was so quiet. Uh, you could hear it. I, Keegan tweeted about it. Um, yep. I did see that. That's, which is crazy. Uh, which is absolutely fucking that's, crazy. That's absurd. I don't know how. I mean, someone might have been turning up the music a little bit in there. Oh, it, I mean, when you go in there, it's so, so loud. Before we go into, before we finish. Okay. What's your answer, Avery, for that? Just get good seats. I'm so mad we didn't talk about the start of the episode. The Arash Madani body bag. <laughs> oh my oh, god! I forgot about that. <laughs> he must fucking hate. I don't think he, he hates hate. us. I don't think he hates us. Um, that tweet was the most like senseless tweet. Like that would have been the last Arash tweet I would have ever thought he would have answered. I didn't mention his name, which is a crazy thing. Like I didn't mention his name. No one tagged him in any of the the really? comments. No. So I don't know how he saw it. It might maybe come Chris, up on his for you page because he's like a Jay's thing. Maybe Chris Block maybe sent it to him or something. Maybe. But him. So obviously, a lot of our listeners like to make these Arashmadani fan pages as jokes. <laughs> I thought it was that. So I'm like, whatever. I click it, whatever, and then I just see a shit ton of replies and like likes. So I quote tweet it. Oh my god! I was driving, <laughs> and, uh, and then I said, my hero just replied to me, and then he goes double cups with the body bag, saying. I thought your hero was Reese McGuire. It's like <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> maybe Arash is just the gate 14 guy, man. <laughs> that was that fucking rocked. <laughs> Having our guy Arash answer our tweets. I mean, answer my tweets. It was so funny. I mean, he body bagged the shit out of me. Have you got up to the five pound weights yet? So shout out to our guy Arash, man. That was awesome. And then Keegan body bagged me on Saturday. What did he say? <laughs> uh, you didn't see yeah, that? I saw that one. Yeah, I tweeted, uh, my wife said the exact same thing about the Jays being, like, underwhelming. And then he was like, oh, she, your wife would know a thing or two about being underwhelmed. <laughs> Something along those lines. And then Faisal. Like, These the guys sport- are just loving And then this. the Sportsnet guy, Faisal, who's on the panel, obviously, he said, damn it, Johnny. Body bag twice in two days. <laughs> so it was awesome. Uh, that's what you know, man. They're starting to, they're starting to get the gate 14 itch. Uh the mainstream media, as, as a Trumpy boy would say, uh, <laughs> Avery's king. Um, but, oh, relax. His mugshot rocked. That mugshot is so fucking funny. A gate 14 mugshot would do numbers. I will say that. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I, we, need those... to, we need to go to jail for something. Like once this podcast blows up and it's our full time thing and we have, make like a really good income off it, we are okay with getting arrested for something minimal. <laughs> well, as, long as, it, as long as we don't like can't be a DUI, obviously. Obviously. Irresponsible. Um, like trespassing charge somewhere yeah it's just where our mugshot <laughs> yeah. just like it, it would be funny like we just like one my buddy Minnie would represent us in court that's what we'll use a lawyer <laughs> and uh we just get that, that, that that's what it would be but yeah, we uh, can't, i was also thinking about what would happen if we got banned from the rogers center just like how bad that would be for everything they would that would actually help us then we'd have to just do streams every game and which is <laughs> that's like what people want because they get so mad at me and my dms when we don't stream but whatever <laughs> we move forward what's the next one ave um Best baseball movie of all time, and what's the most underrated? Bench warmers. <laughs> That's my favorite. Movie. I can't get enough movie? of it. That's no. My favorite is Bench Warmers. Uh, overrated for me, and this might be a hot take. Is Sandlot? Sure. I, maybe because I like it has been played everywhere, and I've seen it a million times. That I think that, but. Benchwarmers rocks a league of their own the like the women one yeah a woman playing baseball that's an underrated movie but for me it's Benchwarmers and it's not even close I love, that's the greatest movie ever I love Hardball I love I love Moneyball even though they got Hardball yeah Moneyball is good Moneyball is really good they got a lot wrong but it's like <laughs> yeah. the yeah. analytics I love in that one as well and then there's a mo- there's a movie I fucking forget the name and I can't tell you guys what Major League no no it's like a really obscure movie that I used to love. Um, but some like random middle of nowhere U.S. high school baseball team that was good. But there's there's a couple other ones like I'm an Eastbound and Down TV show. It's my favorite TV show of all time, I think. And <laughs> then uh, fuck, I had another one. There's an Augie Garrido movie. He used to be the coach of Texas. Yeah, you can find this Augie Garrido movie. It's old school baseball, like you read about. It's like when he ran the Texas baseball teams. Watch that documentary as well. Yeah, no, for sure. What I, about I, you, Jer? Bad News Bears is still my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's my mom movie. took me and my brother. So whatever year, I need to figure out what year Bad News Bears two came out. Um, like yeah, the sequel. My yeah, mom, the sequel was great. Two thousand five. I was eight years old, and my younger brother was six years old. <laughs> My mom took us to Bad News Bears too, and she—I haven't seen my mom like that disgusted in what we just watched <laughs> on TV than when we went to see Bad News Bears too. It's just so like you can actually relate to like the character, like the coach and the Under Armour gear and all that. Like it was so relatable, like just to playing minor ball. I just remember like just laughing my head off at that character. It was just the greatest. The original character. Bad News Bears I used to we used to watch in the car all the time. Man, when they used to have DVD systems. Oh, and yeah. In the car, you get a yeah. road trip. You're just pouncing on getting a movie up there. 100%. 100%. So How good. hard did you cry when G-Baby died, Dave? Um, I, I, that that always gets me. Rest yeah. in peace, G-Baby, by the way. Rest in peace, G-Baby. That movie's awesome. That is sad. If you are a listener, all of our listeners, and by the way, hundreds and hundreds of them that ended up watching The Notebook with my with our request here on Gate 14, Time to time to uh, bring it all the way back in on. Uh, I think Hardball's nef- on Netflix, like right is now. Is it okay? I watch it on so. Netflix. Watch Hardball. That's our Gate Fourteen homework for you guys. Yes. Um. Someone asked if the season's over. Technically, it's not over. No. It's Top three favorite yet. beers. Wow. Three favorite Ultra, beers. Modelo, Stella. Um. 
Miller Lite, mm-hmm. PBR. Sorry, instead of Stella, Miller Lite. Yeah. Miller Lite, PBR, Natural Light. That's the Avery trifecta. Wow. Wow. Um, man, that's tough. Um, Ultras, Modelos. Um, fuck. I don't want to copy Johnny and go Miller. Monster Beast. I'll go. Uh, I'll go Coronas. Okay, there you go. Um, what moves do you guys make in the offseason if you're Ross Atkins? Force Manoa to lose weight, trade for anyone, sign anyone, ETC. I, I, it's too early to say. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd have to, yeah, I'd have I'm to see not how sure. it plays out, but yeah, I could see well, them bringing in. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah, the free agent class is pretty poor. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm for the new guy approach. Like, let's, let's well, get let, somebody... let the kids play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much are we going to blame Ross for not getting uh, T. Oscar back at the deadline? I mean, T. Oscar's bl- heating up, man. I oh, I'm, not gonna bl- I'm not going to blame him at all. I mean, you can't blame him when Seattle's in a playoff spot right now. <laughs> yeah, and he's probably going to win the division. He's launching. <laughs> um, yeah, I th- I have a feeling Seattle just said we're not. We're just, yeah, they want to compete. So that. yeah, they want to compete. That's probably what they decided. Um, who's the best replacement for Chappie next year? Someone within our system or a free agent? I'm. Or Elvis looks good, man. I'm probably gonna say someone in our system replaces them. Yeah, I, maybe I not the maybe not the best replacement. Yeah, I wouldn't be a good replacement, but yeah, I wouldn't be a better defensive replacement than him. But I guarantee he'll be a better hitter. That's for fucking sure. Who's one player you'd like to give a gay fourteen bump to before the end of the season? Wow, I think it has uh, to be Matty Chopsticks. I'm there too. But it's if you does he deserve the gate fourteen bump? Yes, he, he seems like a thing. great teammate. Yeah? Okay, yes, he seems like a great teammate. Everyone always pumps his tires. I think Matty Chapman, reach out to our camp. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we will. We are willing to give you the Gate 14 bump out of the kindness of our heart. We will give we, it to you. He, I mean, like he's got to come forward and he's got to want it. Yeah, I have a funny story by the way from Dog and Bear on Friday. So I'm at the bar and this guy comes up to me and he's like, "Holy fuck, Johnny!" He's like, "What's up, bro? What's up?" So, anyways, we start shooting the shit. He's like, "Let me buy you a drink." Uh, he's like, "Massive fan of you and Gate 14, whatever." I'm like, we're just shooting the shit. I was like, what do you do for work? He's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a medical doctor. I was like, what the fuck? We got, we got fucking doctors listening to this shit. I was like, dude, you, this is not good. Like, you, your, your brain's gonna get fucked up listening to this thing. You're, you're a doctor. And uh, anyways, great fucking guy. Uh, can you tell the, can you tell the, uh, the Jonah story? Okay, sorry, Jonah, if you're listening, I apologize. <laughs> By the way, the guy's name is Beat by Rav. Uh, the doctor, yeah, beats my. We should have an official doctor of the podcast. We should, yeah, we should, we should have a podcast and doctor. An injury, <laughs> yeah. And then he comes on for like <laughs> literally three minutes just to explain to us like we're five, what actually happened. Yeah, exactly. That'd be so yeah, that would be awesome. Actually, that'd yeah. be fucking hilarious. Gate fourteen doctor. If you're a doctor listening to this, please reach out as well. We, we can maybe have a. We should interview doctors. We should we should flip the record. <laughs> Do our job off, our off-season content is going to be something you could never imagine. <laughs> we're looking for a gate 14 doctor job search week, uh, month by month. We're looking we're, for a new thing. We're going we to interview like the guy who like gives out the hot dogs at the game and just see like his craziest stories. Yeah. Just like, happened, we, yeah, we'll, that, we'll have to figure out some stuff like that, but I'll tell the Jonah story and Jonah, if you're listening to this, I apologize. <laughs> so Friday, it was my buddy Minnie's birthday. And, uh, Jonah and Alto were at this bar called Lobby, I want to say. 
uh they were playing toronto bangers they were playing oh, like we've Pre- we've been there Avery they were playing they were playing pressa they were playing everything yeah, they and let, i was just they, i was just jump on crazy. the tables there too yes yes so really? we were we were in the booth and mm-hmm. this the night was wrapping up right so mm-hmm. me and me like i was with jimmy our boy shout out jimmy abels and all those guys <laughs> at uh dog and bear and jonah and also keep going back and forth because it's like two doors down like they're just doing line changes every hour, going back and forth to the bars. So anyways, we weasel our way in the lobby, Jonah, at like 2.30 a.m. It's late as fuck, 3 a.m. And Jonah's drinking from this glass. And our our Italian buddy, which is what was Italian last name ever, Gianluca Zambri. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. It's just very Italian. He's from, like, he's from Richmond Hill. He, uh, I guess, pours a shot in Jonah's drink, and Jonah has no idea about it. He wasn't really paying attention. So I'm looking to my left, and Jonah takes a takes a drink, looks at me, and just projectile vomits into his <laughs> cup, and like just into his cup, and like throw up everywhere all over his cup. But that's not even the craziest thing from this thing. So he does it again, and then he looks over to me, looks over to the right, left, and then pours it under the table, so it's not in the glass on the table. And this was one of the most psychopathic moves I have ever seen. I was fucked up at this time. Don't get me wrong. I was mangled. Mm. But looking at this, I was like, what the fuck, Jonah, dude? I couldn't believe it. And he just shook it off like it was nothing. And then I was like, all right, that's our cue to get the fuck out of here. I ended up going to a different house, if you know what I'm saying, um, (laughs) after that night and left Jonah by himself on the streets of Toronto. Apologize for that, Jonah. But when business calls, business calls. But uh, yeah, most it was that that was just like a diabolical move from our our good buddy Jonah. It I mean, was there's crazy. not much you could do there, though. I mean, like, what's he supposed to do? Leave it on the table, just a cup full of puke, right? Yeah, it's a good point. I guess I guess dumping it under the table is looking great. I actually, I, actually, another story from that bar night that's so fucking funny. I was like I said, I was blackout. So they start playing these Toronto bangers, and we're beside these three girls. And I'm going bananas. Like, I'm singing the songs, <laughs> dancing with the buddies. And so I spill my drink on this girl by accident, okay? I spill my drink on this girl by accident. She looks at me. She's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, someone, like, bumped into me. She's like, oh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Not even a minute later, they play another song. And I spill my <laughs> drink on her again. And she's like, what What was the excuse for that one? I was like, oh, Fuck me. And then she just left. I just never saw her again. And I was and she was like, we were vibing at the start. And then I just started like we were singing along the songs together, like going face to face. And then I just started spilling drinks all over her and she left. So that was a funny story from that night as well, besides the Jonah throw up, obviously. <laughs> no, that funny story. That that story is very funny. That's a um, story. Does the front office of management have to go uh if they miss the playoffs? I'd say no because I think they built a good team this year. Yeah, you can't, you can't fire. I mean, who? Are you, I, I mean, James Click. James Click maybe would be better, obviously. But I, you might end up with the White Sox. That would fucking suck. Holy fuck. Definitely. Yeah, but uh, maybe co- like coaching changes. I think more yeah. than front office. Yes. Changes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, top five best moments of the season. That will not be answered today because Come on. if. The Gate 14 Awards will have those answers. At yes. The season. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait for the Gate 14 Awards. Uh, we got to get a bar to fucking sponsor it or something like that. <laughs> I uh, think it would be funny if we do like another year of 
just the video. Like the video was yeah. awesome last year. Yeah, but I'm thinking of us doing something. If it like was that. at a bar and you had to, like cameras set up, it would be funny. It would be funny. And another thing that what I would do is, and this is just me being like a psycho person, I'd make everyone leave their phones at the front. Like it, it just their phones have to just <laughs> yeah. check in with uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it would be the most exclusive award show in Canada. Yeah. No phones allowed. No phones. You drop yeah. your phones at the front. No recording. Just everyone that's there gets to see the premiere, the first recording of the the award show. That mm-hmm. would be funny as fuck. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, after Johnny's geography blunder in the Cincy vlog, could we potentially see Johnny do a live geography test on the podcast sometime? I would love to do that. I don't even remember the blunder because you make them so often. What did I, you do? I, I didn't even see What did I say? Block. I forgot what I said. It, I say so much stupid oh, shit. Oh, is he talking about the goodbye um, North America? Yes, that was a joke that I always yes, say. Yes, you though. did that on purpose. Um, what Jays players do you think you can run faster than? I'm in the running with Kirk, and that's a, the only I one. think I could run faster than Brandon Belt, Alejandro Kirk, all the pitchers, maybe majority of the pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not Kikuchi. I think Kikuchi's fast. Oh my yeah, god, that deadlift story so funny <laughs> today, man. Him texting the like... de- him texting the guy now. Like, what is he just texting him in Korean? Like, how how is that gonna work? That why did you say Korean? Of, yeah, you, it, J- Japanese. Sorry, sir. I've I've like, on the mind. It's just like it, that was. I don't even want to think about that interaction because it's just so all time. Yeah. Which is just randomly running up to him. Well, because I, like... it would be an awesome interaction because he can speak well enough English that he, they're having the conversation. Like, <laughs> yeah. He probably, the, the deadlifter probably thought he was almost like Kikuchi was fucking with him a little bit. Yeah. He's like, you I'm know? trying like... to hit, I'm trying to hit 600. <laughs> yeah. This guy was yeah. like, what the fuck? I didn't know that guy was from Barry. Though. That's cool. All right. One has to go forever. Paris, Texas, tin roof, Corona rooftop. Corona rooftop Packer shit. I don't. I don't care for it. I don't care. Wow. For it. I, listen, that's like it was a bit I was doing for the show. I mean, hand up. Like it kind of sucks. <laughs> like it's so fucking loud. They're yeah, playing, you can't even get a spot there. They're playing music at a volume that is just so unnecessarily loud. Where it's like, what are we doing? And I get the what they're trying to do, bring more people in there. It's just like. I need ball. I need ball knowers around me, and there's just none there. There's just none there. Unfortunately. Paris, Texas. I've I've never been out there, but you were dinner, there, though. or I guess we did go out with the Padres guys. Yeah, at the one time. Tin Roof is my favorite place in the world. I think. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Bury me there. Okay. Would you rather have 2022 Manoa this entire season, or Bo or Springer catch the pop fly in the wild card game? Bowen Springer catch the fall fly. I just wanted I and I'll say this looking back on that, JR. Mm -hmm. I wanted that game three so bad. Because we were gonna stay down there. We're gonna have mimosas. Avery was gonna make his way down there. We were gonna have a great night. That would have been so fucking awesome, dude. I think about that too. It's like (laughs) we were we had a bar lined up. We were ready to go, and then we were gonna do all you can drink mimosas before the fucking (laughs) the game and monday was a holiday if i'm yes not oh my god and we were gonna go out again after like it just oh it was just the biggest kick in the fucking dick ever i oh that's still hard it was me. perfect i mean now the wildcard series doesn't even land on a fucking weekend it lands and like dead during yeah and week. it's not going to be in toronto pretty much guaranteed now so yeah yeah they need to win every single game the rest of the year yep um <laughs> all right 
Actually, there's one left. There's one left uh, out of all your get. Someone asked who we could add to this team. That's a classic one that we get. Just anyone who can fucking hit the ball. Anyone uh, that could of, actually make contact, maybe? Out yeah. of all the guests on Officially Unofficial, which one of them would you want in the Blue Jays right now? That's a good question. I want to say Bryson Stott. Mainly there's, he's... there's more impact players than... You think? Like, who... Stott would be... Yeah, like Spencer Stott Strider. Good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I guess Spencer Strider would be a good one. Um, there's a lot, man. I mean, obviously, humble brag. We've had, I've had, I, I don't really remember a lot of the guests that I've had on because it's, I, it's so long ago now. And I keep getting asked about that. I'm not, I'm not doing that podcast anymore. Um, let me look at it. I mean, there's. Tons. Did you almost have Julio on that podcast, Rodriguez? Yeah, I was close to. Um, so you say because you've had a couple Seattle guys on that pod. Yeah, I think you're right. Avery. It'd have to probably be. It would probably be a between. Um, uh, a Bryson Stodd, who a guy that hits over 300, mm-hmm. plays really good defensively at second base, which is like kind of a position the Jays need a guy to hit at. Um, Anthony Bass? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, you're right. It'd probably be Spencer Strider because he's just, he's fucking insane. Yeah, Absolutely insane. Be, yeah. I mean, that would be lethal. And that's it from the listener. Question. Actually, maybe Pete Crow Armstrong. This is a guy that's going to be coming up here as a really big prospect. Outfielder, the Jays are going to be losing <laughs> Kiermaier. I don't know. I don't know. I think Spencer Strider takes the cake on that. Yeah, one. Spencer Strider probably for sure. But right, uh, thanks yeah. for all the listener questions today. There's a lot of them. That was a good one. Yeah, I appreciate that, guys. Um, so let's go into the series. So Josiah Gray versus Kevin Gossman tomorrow. Mackenzie Gore versus Barrios on Tuesday. Patrick soft throwing lefty soft serve Wednesday against Chris Bassett. Holy fuck! This boy, has I mean, to be a fucking sweep, bro. We gotta see this, this has to be a fucking sweep, dude. I know it's not gonna happen. But that second game might be a little iffy. Um, but I mean, Mackenzie Gore. I think Mackenzie Josiah Gray is Mackenzie actually a really good, though, right? But jo- yeah, no, yeah, Mackenzie Gore's yeah. lefty. But Josiah Gray is really good. I think he has a yeah, he's a three eight three eight five ERA against Gossman. But that's a mismatch. Uh, yeah, Gossman gives you. Uh, Gossman, it has to be a sweep, yeah. man. It fucking has Gotta to be, be a sweep. And the Jays have to go ten and two now <laughs> to meet my requirements for. Uh, to win, go at eleven and four over the next fifteen dog shit teams. So I've went, I went away from what I do every series, and the Jays have lost the last two series. Jays get swept by the okay. Washington Nationals. That's fine. Jays yeah. get swept. That's I like good, that. Dave. I like Stay that. Consistent. What are you saying, Jr.? I'm saying you sweep them. And you know what? I will say I like this: those I, I do like the fact uh, that Wednesday's games at three. We can record an early podcast and give the people the early podcast. That's that's what that's when it gets the most downloads. The Thursday one. Wow, they play at three. Yeah, three o'clock in, uh, in Toronto. Um, because it's travel day, I guess, and they have an off day Thursday. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm excited for this. I'm excited to watch the Jays play a different team at the Rogers Center. I don't know what game I'll be going to. I don't know if I will end up going to a game, maybe. Um, but yeah, no, it should be a fun series. Uh, the Nationals literally traded away all their good players. I mean, Candelaro's not there anymore. Candelario, mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it. But sweep, just fucking sweep, please. When was the last time the Jays got a sweep? When was this? Can someone tell me? Um, then- when we had sweep volume six, whatever that episode was. We'll see how many days ago that was. Was that yeah. Boss? No, did Boston be sweep? I forget who it was. Might have been Boston, Jer. Might be right I thought it was that. Boston when Davis Snyder kind of broke out. <laughs> I thought we saw Avery. That series, right? Avery. Yeah. 
So David Schneider just texted me. My friend Phil Clark is mad at you for the tweet at the trade deadline about him. Was that the random player you tweeted about? The catcher no. at Double A? No, no, no. What was uh, the tweet? What did I, I didn't. What did I tweet? <laughs> I don't know. I just texted Schneider. Phil Clark's the isn't that the Vanderbilt catcher? I don't fucking know. Whatever. That's another story. We'll tell another on the next podcast. I don't know what Schneider's just talking about here, but whatever. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to say that Jay's got a sweep. Uh, we'll be streaming Monday, Tuesday. Obviously not Wednesday because I don't care enough to stream at a 3 o'clock. Um, and I don't, obviously, I'd probably be working at that time. No, I won't be. Let's be, let's be real here. <laughs> uh, okay, Schneider said I made a mock trade that added him into it that hurt his feelings. Oh. <laughs> I know what he's talking about now. <laughs> it was that mock trade where I did like 10 Blue Jays players for just one guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Um, anyway, so have a good week, everyone. And uh, listen, I keep saying, do not let this affect you, okay? Do not let this affect you. Just just move forward. Enjoy your life. Football's coming up. College football's already here. The Premier League's already on. This is, this is the best, all right? Enjoy it. Let it go, and let's have ourselves a week.